well, this could be episode one, given that the last one was more... An introduction. An introduction, yes. Yes. So the app I want to talk about today is our most recent app, being Podcast RSS It. Right. Begin at the very beginning, and the very beginning is now. (laughs) The end of the very beginning. Right. So the reason we just... We're not going to spend long talking about the background, and then we'll have a look at the app. Now, this isn't a step-by-step walkthrough, and it's not a vid- obviously not a video tutorial. It's designed to, because the app is so simple, it's just a quick listen, and... Um, and and ninety percent of people will be able to just go and do do what needs to do doing. their podcast exactly. Yeah. Um, That's the plan. So, how can you get it? Again, this is not a an ad, but our sponsor for today is Highline Computing. <laughs> they make custom apps for custom people, and this is a custom app made for uh, podcasting. And the reason that it came about was because one of our customers was having trouble formatting her feed. Yeah, the RSS feed was working from her web page, but it was being refused by Apple's podcasts. Podcast Connect. And so she couldn't work out where the RSS feed was breaking. Yes, and said, could we help? So looking at RSS, just a quick overview, RSS is a subset of XML, and XML is built into Macs, and so the tools are all there to build and make valid RSS or XML feeds. feeds. So that's basically what the app does. It takes the text that you need to put in about your channel and about your episodes and generates the RSS feed information that iTunes Connect needs. Now, there's a lot of other podcasts services out there, this may not make feeds that they need, but you can read in your feed that you've created thus far, and it's so easy to maintain your podcast feed with this app that you can maintain as many feeds as you want and one of those can be your iTunes connect feed or yeah and once once you've worked out the very very simple process for doing it for one podcast for one channel you can have as many different channels as you want saved with the app exactly so To purchase the app, very straightforward, go into the App Store, it's an App Store app, so it's got all the protection and um, I've had to jump through a few hoops to ensure 
that uh, it's app store ready, it's sandboxed, and all the safety involved in um, having an app store app. And up in the search, you can search podcast, and the app will be on the front page, I think in the second row. If you search RSS, it will be on the front page, about three or four rows down. So it's not hard to find. Obviously, if you search podcast RSS ER, <laughs> it will be right there. Um, but not hard to find. So let's just run through. This is not a how to make a podcast, but your Mac is an excellent tool for making podcasts. Both. And if you get podcast RSSer and go to the help, it will have links to a lot of other material to guide you through getting to your first publishable podcast. Podcast. That's what this is about. Making it quick, making it easy to podcast. So if you already have a feed, let's start there. So you've purchased the app, it's come down and you've opened the app and you're presented with an untitled window so you can just close that and if it's not an untitled window, it shouldn't, but if it's not, um, just go from the file menu, open from RSS and that will give you a open dialog and you can select your existing or old RSS feed and open it and that will bring that RSS feed into this document and then you can save it and your podcast will be ready to be maintained in RSS feeder. Very straightforward. So for those of you who are battling with every episode you have to go off to a RSS feed generating page, generate the new stuff after you type in all your settings, and then copy and paste that into your ongoing RSS document, and hope you didn't make any mistakes that break the feed. This is the easy thing. You take that old working file, you slurp it into Podcast RSSer, it turns it into a nice tidy podcast RSS file and going forward all you need to do is add your new episodes and generate the updated file. So let's start a new podcast. We're new to podcasting and we want to start afresh. So we go file new and the first thing it gives us is our channel page and it asks for a title and a subtitle, a summary, author, copyright, categories. Now, we're not going to go through all of these things. Um, the important ones I'm just going to touch on here are if you tick block, your channel will be blocked from iTunes. So that is if you want to suspend your podcast and not have it showing in iTunes for some reason. The other thing that I want to just um, highlight is the categories. And if we put in a category, click the plus button, 
you'll see there that it has a um, pop-up and that is all the default categories that you can put your podcast in. Now, each, well, not each, some podcast categories can also have subcategories. They don't require subcategories, but you can further categorize your podcast. And you can add as many categories as you choose. So if your podcast is about governments and organizations on a national level, but also features sports and recreation, you can enter that into the list and it will be put in both categories in iTunes. But only the top or the default category shows in iTunes. So you can have as many as you want. It will make it better to find and search on iTunes, but only the first one or the default one shows. So you've made a tick box there so that you can select which category is the primary one. If you don't tick one of them, it'll be the one at the top that's treated as the primary one. Um, That's why I'm talking about it. There is not necessarily an order. Okay, so you... If you don't tick a default one, you will get... One of them will be your default. That's what all that we can guarantee. Right. Okay? But so if there's only one, that, that, will, be, <laughs> that will be the, the one that's used. Yes. If there's more, more than, than one, one, use the tick box. Yes. That way, Apple will know which one is the category to use as your primary category. Yes. And again, if you go and tick two or three as your default, the results will be unknown. Yes. <laughs> you know. One of them will be picked, but yes. which we're one? making no promises. We're making no promises. Okay. Your site URL is the website that your podcast will be directed to if they click on that button on in iTunes. So that's an informational page about this podcast. It's not where the podcast is stored or anything like that. That's the channel information. Now you can confirm that site exists with a confirm button and that just polls that website and gives you a response code back. Um, It's really there to check that you haven't made a typo. Um, Exactly. Um, The language... Again, it should default to your um, your local language, and if it's if you don't know what your language code is, then the in the help there's a link where you can go and find out what the code is. It should be a two-letter code. Um, so try and stick to the two-letter codes. Some languages have a two-letter code and a minus, and then another two-letter code, but try and choose just the two. Just the double, the two-letter code option. Explicit, if your channel is going to have explicit material, tick this. Owner name, owner email, and uh, self-evident, your image URL. And I just want to talk just briefly about that. These 
Images are quite large. Um, the, in the help, it says the size of 1400 by 1400 and uh, up to 3000 by 3000, I think. So quite, quite large. Um, don't be surprised by that. And once they're in place, you can confirm them. And I just want to touch on this. It's in the help. But if your website does not support HTTPS, like E, secure communication, podcast RSSer cannot download the app and check its size. The image. The image, yes. Right. Okay, sorry. I can't down choke. It's down. Um, that's security. That's pure, simple Apple security. They will not allow non-HTTPS transport to download information into your computer from the App Store. If you want to check your image with the app, you can just enter a local file, Earl, and that will check it, you know, from from your desktop, and it will tell you whether or not it passes the um, the the size. So that's that's a good way to check the size. Yes. Requirements. Yep, and it will tell you the size of the image there, but generally, um, you do, you don't, you know, it, if most sites nowadays, most modern sites that are hosting podcasts are HTTPS. Okay, they're secure. But if you run into an unexpected error at this point, that's a troubleshooting clue. Maybe the site that is hosting your podcast is not secure. Well, it's not an unexpected error. It, it, it's an expected error, it's and, it's, yeah. and it's covered. It's you, a, it's, you, will yeah, you will be told that okay. you cannot get there because of security. Right. Okay. The, the you know this is handled. It's not something unex, you know that isn't handled. It's just because it's technical jargon that this whole app is about trying to stop you having to deal with the technical aspects of podcasting, publishing your RSS feed. I'm just going to touch on those strange, the, the technical things that you you may encounter. Right. So just be aware that um, that that your image check should be on an HTTPS site. Now, your SS file URL. This link or URL is circular in respect to when you've made your XML file, your RSS file, you need to put it onto the internet. And once you've put it onto the internet, it will have a URL. So the that is the URL that goes in here. So this is where the RSS file will end up. Yes. It's going to pause on your desktop or wherever you tell it to be saved 
and then you're going to upload it to a place. It's that place that the RSS feed needs to know about. About. So it's a little bit circular, okay? You need to know where you're going to put the RSS feed so you can tell the channel where, where its feed lives. lives. So it's like knowing your destination before you leave. Exactly. Okay, completed. That tells iTunes that your podcast channel is completed and you will no longer be uploading uh, um, episodes. episodes. So that's fine. That's Generally, yeah. like the block one, you'll leave it untacked because yeah. you are, in fact, having a podcast. Quickly moving on, we've got, we now move across to episodes. The plus button down in the bottom left adds an episode. And again, I just want to talk a little bit about episode numbers. With the use of episode numbers, you can control the order of the episodes, how they show up in iTunes. Now, this is not a uh, general RSS feed option. Generally, they are in the order that they are in, in the RSS, RSS document. document. But because um, this is a feature that iTunes has, I've put it here. So you can reorder your episodes with by by changing those numbers and using those numbers to move the episode order around in your stream. So for instance, us doing this one, our most recent software. We could later come back and say, okay, that should be number 10 in the list and reorder them and iTunes would faithfully reorder the display of the episodes. Yes. Um, again, explicit and block checkboxes there, a title, a subtitle, summary, an author, your publication date. Publication date's got a button there, and that just inserts today's date into the, um, into the publication date. Again, an image URL, and I notice in a lot of um, feeds, people aren't giving their um, episodes a image but it is very very easy to give your episode an image and it means that in um, the podcast apps when they're looking at your episodes I think mainly on the phone they actually see that image but and that's actually a really nice thing to do for your audience is to give them a quick visual oh I mustn't have listened to this one because I haven't seen that picture before, Chloe. And I think this is a good place to to just highlight uh, on the iTunes um, Podcast Connect site, it it makes it quite clear that if you don't have all of the fields, these fields that are in Podcast RSSR, your podcast could miss out on being featured. In other words, they like to feature podcasts that are... Well presented. That have all those fields. Yes. Yes. That have all those fields. So, it takes very little effort to add that information and then it's there. 
Again, you can confirm the image and check that it's um, named cor correctly, that the information in, in, the, in the feed is going to be correct. Your podcast URL uh, is obviously there. That's the URL of the actual sound or media file. file. So that has to be the address that you've just probably uploaded your completed podcast to. to. Yep. So you can confirm that as well. Your media type, they're the uh, from that pop-up, they're the official media types. Your file size and duration, the easiest way to get those on the Mac is to select the audio file that you've you've just uploaded and to do a get info which is command i on the file and that will bring up a panel and in that panel it will have the media type the file size and the duration now with file size you can copy and paste it out of that panel there's no sign on the panel that that the size is actually selectable but you can go up to it and you can put your mouse over it and you can drag across the size and select it you can copy it and then you can come down here put it in and paste it but it will paste the commas so numbers don't like commas take the commas out before you move out of the field so just be aware of that if you're copying and pasting those big numbers, put them put them in. Um, so it's actually looking, Podcast Connect is looking for the file size in bytes. In bytes, the big Which number. Which isn't the way we normally think about file sizes anymore. No. But when you copy and paste it from the Get Info panel, you it will come in lots and lots and lots of digits separated by commas, commas. take out the commas, and what you've got left is the correct file size in bytes, which is what Podcast Connect wants to know. Uh, duration, hours, minutes, seconds, quite clear. Um, you, again, you don't need to put numbers in the hours. I'm not, not even sure you need to put seconds. But it's good. It's, this information goes through to your listeners, so that's good to yeah. put it in there. If your podcast is video and it has um, closed captions, you can tell uh, iTunes that it's got closed captions. The final thing to just to, to cover is that the unique ID, now it generates a unique ID, and that's that big strip, strung, string of semi-random numbers. If you need it to be a permalink, you can turn on permalink and put in a URL there and that will link back and be the per permanent link back to the um, to where the podcast is meant to be. But it just needs a unique ID and that tells Podcast Connect that this entrance in its table is for this podcast it's like any unique right so it's unique just a, a, it can be anything which is why the program can make it or tick permalink and then it 
will be a specific URL for a specific place on the web that is of necessity unique. Yes. Otherwise, it can't be your perma permalink. No. Yep. Um, and the, with the permalink one, you could end up actually having it pointing to non-unique places. Right. Um, you'll see the little blue question marks on in the in the bottom uh, right-hand corner of of all the screens, and they take you to the help. And finally, over to the final tab, which is the RSS XML. And there, you can look and make sure that you're happy with the XML. And I recommend when you're just getting started that you generate the, the um, RSS. And that will tell you of your errors. So, it is important to look at the bottom entrance in the RSS XML feed and look out for anything marked error and the error will tell you what is missing. It's just missing information. That's what it's really checking for at this point. So if you haven't filled in the form and you come to this page and you click generate, then you'll be able to see exactly where the generation stops because you haven't provided the information, information. yet. So it's quite a useful way of comparing the RSS text file itself with what is being looked for on, on the page where you're filling in the form. There's argument in... I'm, well, not argument, argument, but there's discussion in... The podcasting realm as to oh that you don't need to put that tag you don't need to put that information and in. it's not needed what this app does it needs you to put all that information in it is not saying it's not going through and going oh to be an, a, an rs feed you don't need to put in author we're saying you need to put it in. Because you're only going to type it once. Yes. It's part of the definition of your channel. Put your name in there, and then that tag in the RSS feed is taken care of here on in. You don't have to enter it again. It's done. It's done. So there's no need not to put it in. So generate the RSS, look at the last entry and ensure that it doesn't say error. And if it does say error, pop back to the field that it's talking about and enter the information. In the channel page or the episode page. Wherever the, the problem is, generate it again and it should have been able to move past that field and gone on to the next part of the form. Of the form. And we're just popping through this. And now we're down to episode missing. So this one's got an episode missing. 
Oh, it's missing. It's missing its image. Image, yeah. So it does require you to put in all the information that it requires. It's going to give you an optimised podcast. Yes. It could be the URL for the same image that you've used for your channel. Ideally, like we said before, you'll have a unique image for each episode that will help your listeners identify where they're up to in your podcast. So it will enforce you to put in all the information. But once you get used to it, I mean, your channel is set up once. Each episode, we're talking about uh, an episode number. We're talking about a title, subtitle, some summary, an author, publication date, image URL, the actual podcast URL, the type, the size, the duration, and a Yeah, so the about this episode stuff is just enough to make your podcast interesting. Exactly. You know, and if you're not putting that information in, well, why are you doing it? It's hard for your reader to work (laughs) out, or your listener to work out why they should be paying attention to your new episode. Exactly. Okay, so there's a great group on Apple support called podcast something (laughs) producing podcasts I think it's called or podcast production or something along those lines so if you have any problems beyond that you can go and ask there as I just want to reiterate at the beginning this does not make RSS feeds that are customed for Google Play or SoundCloud or other hosting services. This makes Podcast Connect feeds for Apple's Podcast Connect service. Service. And they will show up and validate in iTunes. Well, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. It does make making your podcast really easy. And that's why we started doing ours. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are now making a podcast because we have a tool for generating the RSS feed quickly and easily. And so it's so easy. We're doing it. We're doing it. Exactly. Okay. Have a great podcasting future thanks for listening thanks for listening